So today I want to talk about the ascension of Jesus. Turn your Bibles or read right here with me, uh, Acts chapter 1, verse 3 through 11. And we're going to be reading from the New Living Translation. I like my favorite translations or New Living Translation, the Message, New American Standard Bible, New King James, is <laughs> a lot, and NIV, right? And so, if, you know, these are some... Um, translations that I believe they did a lot of great research. They were well-funded research by um, biblical biblical uh, theologians and women and men of God. All right, let's read. Acts chapter one. And this Acts was written by Luke. So if you want to read, if you want to like read the Bible, <laughs> you want a Bible reading plan um, for the next few weeks, I would read Luke and Acts back to back. And then there's two movies. I will put in a link during sermon recap on the book of Luke and Acts. So I would read Luke and Acts in maybe NIV or New King James Version straight. And then I will watch the movie. And then I would read it in the message version. All right. During the 40 days after his crucifixion, talk about Jesus. Here he appeared to the apostles from time to time. Just like, hello, like <laughs> from time to time. And he proved to them in many ways he was actually alive. That's beautiful. This, I underlined this part, right? This is not the Bible, this is my underline. And he talked to them about the kingdom of God. Ooh, he talked to them about the kingdom. This is why Peter, who was probably like illiterate, according to like Acts 4 7, or undereducated. First Peter, second Peter, and the book of Mark, who Peter gets credit for sharing with John Mark, are beautifully written. And I believe that insight came from these 40 days. And he talked to them about the kingdom of, when you read like, like Jude, Jude, yeah, Jude and Peter, right? Jude was Jesus' brother. And Peter, they talk about demons in jail right? In the bottom of the earth, they're talking about crazy things that Jesus probably taught during this time. All right, let's go to verse four. This is the part I want you to realize. Once he was eating with them. Somebody say break bread in the chat, right? Breaking bread. Eating. Once he was eating with them, he commanded them do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift. Somebody say gift. He promised, as I told you before, John baptized with water, but in just a few days, you will be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Oh, baptism in the Holy Spirit. Verse six. So when the apostles were with Jesus eating, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free, is, free Israel and restore your kingdom? They just think political, socioeconomic. Verse 7, he replied, the Father alone has the authority to set those dates and time. And they are not for you to know, right, for all the people who try to guess the end of the world. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses, not lawyers to argue, just witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, 
in Samaria, right? Samaria, the, the apostles didn't like going to Samaria because they were half-breeds, right? So, uh, and Samaria and the ends of the earth. After saying this, right? He's eating, he's teaching, he's talking, verse nine. After saying this, he was taken up in the cloud while they were watching, they could no longer see him. This is the ascension. As they strained to see him rising to heaven, two white robed men stood among them. Men of Galilee, they said, why are you standing here staring into heaven? Oh, that's for the people who like just to just sit there all day and pray and pray. Because why are you just sitting there staring at heaven? Jesus has been taken from you to heaven, but someday he will return from heaven the same way you saw him go. Our Lord is returning one day. Glory. So Christ, so so I'm gonna mostly talk about the table. But I don't want to do Ascension Day as a service, right? So let me give you an encapsulation. And Christ's Ascension is the pivotal event in the life of Jesus and the early church. It marks the conclusion of Jesus' earthly ministry and his return to the Father. The Ascension validated Jesus' claim of divinity and affirmed his victory over sin and death glory. It established Jesus' ongoing role as an intercessor and mediator between God and humanity. The ascension provides a hope and assurance of the future resurrection and eternal life with Christ. You know, if you want to know more about Jesus' role right now and his intercession for us, um, there's a book called Jesus Now by Frank Viola. All right, so this is an important thing. You may want to screenshot this, right? So I, I talked about the, the ascension of the snapshot, and now I want to talk about the table. And why I want to talk about the table is we be, we need to begin to read the, the Bible cinematically, right? Um, remember, I tell you to sit, soak, and saturate yourself in the stories, right? Not just scriptures, but stories. In the stories of the Bible, Understanding the overarching theme of the Bible, how God reigns, saves, and satisfies through covenant for his glory in Christ. The Bible itself contains four major themes, creation, the fall, redemption, and restoration. We're living between redemption and restoration. These four themes provide a comprehensive framework for understanding the overall arch, overarching narrative of the Bible and God's redemptive plan for humanity. All this points to God's eternal purpose, right? God's eternal purpose is, encompasses the preeminence of Christ. Christ is the king of the universe and, and it extends to the fellowship of the Trinity to mankind, right? We bear God's image and God's called us to rule over creation. And, it, and God has a desire for a family for the father, a bride, a church for his son, and a temple for the Holy Spirit to permanently dwell. So Jesus instructs his disciples to stay in Jerusalem and wait for the Holy Spirit, right? Can you imagine how they feel? They're like, Jesus is gone again. What are we gonna do, right? And, and, and they're losing social capital. They're not sure if they're gonna get arrested and killed next. So the disciples included Mary, Jesus' brothers, and they just devoted themselves to prayer and unity. And I just want to make mention that the ascension took place at a meal, right? So in the ancient world, and, and, and some theologians say that it probably took place 
in Bethel, possibly in Mary, Martha, and Lazarus' house, and people would eat on the roof. So some people are saying that they were on the roof and they'll have a low table with like pillows and they would eat with like the bread, picking up the food with the bread. And they were breaking bread and, you know, pulling the bread apart and using it like a, a spoon. And uh, which, which a lot of our brothers and sisters in the Middle East and North Africa still eat now. And even in Mexico, some parts. So while he was breaking bread, while he was sharing with them, this is when the ascension happened. And you know, it was beautiful that there's tables all over the gospel. Even Jesus, when he was born in, in, where they feed the animals, that's like a table for the animals to eat, right? The manger, the trough. So the story of Jesus from the beginning and it revolves around the table. Jesus enjoyed spending time eating at Bethany. The introduction of the new, his first miracle was done over food and festivities. His first miracle turning water into wine. His first, his first time of indicating his separation of who he is is when he was a child, he was lost. And he was lost at a festival. And he said, he told his parents, don't you, don't you know I'll be about my father's business? The introduction of the new covenant, right? No more sacrificing animals was done over a supper. The ascension was done at a table, right? Um, that talks about a feast in heaven. And so I'm saying all this because I wanna put in your mind the importance of breaking bread with your family. I wanna put in your mind the importance that when we come together as a church and we break bread, we drink coffee, we eat donuts, whatever we do together, it has a ripple effect in eternity when we are lifting up Christ, encouraging one another, correcting one another, realigning one another, prophesying over one another, it has eternal implications. The Jewish tradition of gathering around a table for sacred rituals could, has helped retain their children and their faith. You know, there's Jewish kids, there's Jewish adults who could be like atheists and they'll still say they're Jewish, right? The, te the temple replaced the temple after its destruction in 70 AD. You know, um, the first Passover, it was done in dinners, right? They said put the blood over the doorposts and eat the dinner standing up. The Seder is a sacred ritual where the story of the Jewish story is told and celebrated, and even the children play a key role. And brothers and sisters, I want to remind you that part of our identity comes from our narrative. And building an identity requires a story, not just values and views. They say one of the, the, the keys to a, student, a child's success is eating dinner with the family right? There's, there's stats to that, right? Because the dad, the, the dad and the mom and the family helps them uh, celebrate, helps them reframe their experience. So one of the things I want to share with you is how important that we have to take reading the Bible, reflecting and journaling our journey very seriously, because we got to start knowing our stories. You know, we come from a beautiful ministry where everybody knew the history of that ministry. Everybody knew the founder. Everybody knew like the founder's birthday, the, the founder's wife's birthday, the elders. Everybody knew their story, but these people didn't know their own story. 
and I want you to know God's story, and I want you to know your story, and then I want you to start paying attention to our Summit Church's story. And you do that by paying attention on Wednesdays. You do that by coming in person. You do that by breaking bread with your brothers and sisters, and we start understanding whose we are and who we are in Christ. So engage in sermon recaps and listen to in Wednesdays attentively to other people's stories. Open yourselves up to receive the impartation so you can share in your table to bring your love and light in the tables at your home, your work, and your church. So I'm done. The Ascension, we celebrate the Ascension. It's a beautiful day. We, we, we look up and we see like Jesus went up and then days later, the Holy Spirit came inside and the Holy Spirit has empowered us to be witnesses. The Holy Spirit has empowered us to keep the faith. The Holy Spirit has empowered us to have spiritual gifts, to be connected to the vine, to be part of the bride of Christ. And Jesus' ascension signifies, right? The, the, this is the too long to read. Jesus' ascension signifies his victory over sin and death. He intercedes for us on his heavenly throne. And the table stories and rituals play a significant role in our faith journey. There's no, there's, there's no coincidence. There's a, there's a reason Jesus ascended from the table. And the Holy Spirit descends when we break bread, when two or three are gathered. So an application, remember. Christ will return one day. The way he went up, he's going to come down, right? Embrace the power of storytelling and table fellowship and build our identity as followers of Christ. Let us cultivate an atmosphere of exclusivity, warmth, and open dialogue around our table and our faith communities. From the birth of Christ in the humble feeding trial to the ascension for the table, Jesus, whose story invites us to gather, celebrate, and find healing in his presence. Right? I gotta say that part again. From the birth, it is in the humble feeding trial to the ascension for the table. Even when Jesus walked out after uh, his first his resurrection on um, the road of Emmaus, he worked with he walked with those two disciples. Right, one of them might have been a relative too. They didn't know who he was until he broke the bread. The story, the table. You know, I like Psalms twenty three. Psalms 23 says, like, in the midst of my enemy, he will build a table. And so I want you to start thinking about prayer as a table, that you're, you're communing with God. I want you to start thinking and journaling your story. You know, sometimes once, you can ask Anna, I'll be like, oh, when did this happen? Or when did that happen? I start getting her to talk about her story. I remind her that she's been to like Amsterdam, she's been to London, she's been to Mexico, she's been to Costa Rica. I remind her that she got her associates, her bachelors, her masters. I, I, I remind her how powerful her story is, how that she's not a victim, she's a survivor. And I want you to know your story because your story is powerful. And I want your family to have your story. And I want you to be able to hear your kid's story and reframe your kid's story around your faith and teach your kids to have a lens of grace. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus and we celebrate our Lord's ascension. And we celebrate the Holy Spirit, baptism, 
Father, I pray for anyone watching who's been baptized in the Holy Spirit, I pray they stir up that gift again. Holy Spirit, teach us to be witnesses. Holy Spirit, teach us to guard our tongue. Holy Spirit, help us remember, reflect our story. Help us learn your word. Help us learn your stories in your Bible that they can be in our hearts. Help us lead our families. Help us bring you to every table that we're a part of. And I pray for the table and the picnic, Lord God. I pray that when we break bread next week, Lord God, that everybody will leave refreshed and encouraged. Healings will take place. Prophecies, reminding people of their greatness. Restoration of confidence. I pray, Lord God, that wherever table we go, we bring you, Lord. I pray for a renewed commitment to read the stories in your word, to read the gospels, Lord God. To sit and meditate and reflect on the glory and grandeur of Jesus' story. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise the Lord. I think that's the last one. Amen. I was the last. Oh, I have one more. Praise the Lord. Let me.